You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back in the Celtics season. It's here, Chris Forsberg of NBA. It's back as well. It's back. Did it ever go away? You're back. I'm back. Like, it's it's kind of weird. I don't know, like, most of the time I feel like the, the preseason kind of drags on, mm-hmm. but this, this seemed to move at a at a fairly brisk pace to the point where it's like, wow, I'm kind of surprised that we're going to be you, having a real game in four nights. Do you remember when we used to do eight preseason games and how much? That <laughs> oh my I mean, God. I can't go back. I think I blacked uh, out during that period. Yeah. I, I keep trying to tell people like it was a, it was a different, different world back then. And uh, one that we should, we should never, ever go visit again. No. So even though the Mohegan sun trips were nice. That, um, yeah, you know, but, the, but then we had, I mean, not no disrespect. We had to go to like Manchester and yeah, it's and true. Sometimes we get to go to Hartford. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of missed some of those spots. It was, it was nice to, 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 to see those uh, back in two. I don't think you were on the beat yet. Um, I wasn't, uh, I was just, I, I actually tried to go as a fan. Um, the, they came to Worcester, my, my native land. The Centrum? And, yeah. And then the ice from the Worcester ice cats melted up underneath and uh almost caught they had to cancel the game they tried to do like autographs in the atrium and they've never been back since i think they swore that they would never go back to worcester after that and it, it breaks my heart so at some point worcester i will bring i will bring the celtics home for you but um for now i'm just trying to get brad to take training camp somewhere other than other than the hour back center so you know baby steps at a time <laughs> right. we'll do nca tournament first and then uh yeah right. back in worcester a, but... li- a little bit of everything Exactly. They they should do that though for like random bad end of regular season games. I feel like to like mix just to it, spice, like, spice them up. up, just to spice them up a little bit. Like I could, I would, I would love that. You know, like oh the uh, the 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 Pistons or the Thunder are coming to town, but don't worry, we're going to like Vermont. You right. know, let's go, let's go have a game up there or something. Make it let's a competition. Play in, the, play in the expo at the like, like let the Red Claws play the first half of the doubleheader and. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we can save these ideas for further down. The right. Road. We, no, we, we got a season. The, we got a season. Yeah, season. Where we're at, but we're, we're workshop yet. But actually, you know what? Can we? Can, I I don't mean to, as as always. I don't mean to hijack your podcast, but uh, I, I haven't had like a late week episode of my own, so I, I need to uh, I need to ask you about something. Uh, something before the season starts is uh, the Grant Williams extension. Yes. And so you had a very uh, educated piece when in talking to Grant on MassLive.com and where you laid out why you don't think will happen. Uh, I said at the start of the week. You know, it's weird, like, because I think Brad loves extensions, and I he think does. they will. And the only thing that will make this thing move is a deadline. And so Monday is going to be sort of the day where everybody gets back together and says, "Okay, like, where are we going with this?" And like, do I think something's going to happen? 
I don't know. I think it's a coin flip. Um, I think it's more, but, but I, I probably lean if I had to pick, like you said, that it, it, it doesn't happen, but I don't think I can just unequivocally slam the door on it. My thing, whole thing is like, okay, I get it from both sides. Who, where is Grant going to get more money from next well, that, season? Yeah. Well, that's, and that's why I think like Grant, I was with you of being like, well, this is like a, a coin flip situation of getting done. But then I talked to Grant about it and he was, uh, and I brought up some of the other names yeah. that have come up and he was to my surprise being like, Nope, I'm that's like, that's not my, that's not my category then. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, and I get it from his verse. Like you, you, and there's, that's no like fault on Grant in terms of like, no, you should, you should you always think, value yourself. Bet, bet on yourself. And you know, he's in a situation where he's going to get lots of opportunity this year. So if he kills it, then things may change for him. But at the same time, the realities of the market and are are what they are for a guy like him. And mm-hmm. I think that for something to get done this weekend, he's the one that's going to have to like readjust and realize, Hey, you know, I, I could give myself some protection in here and probably still right. get a deal. That's it's not going to be much worse than I was going to get in a, in a year from now. I think they both have some like wiggle room, right? Like I do, yeah. I trust that the Celtics, as you wrote, are probably holding firm around that mid-level money. They just gave Rob like slightly north of that. And I think they're willing to get up to there. Um, but if certainly if Grant's like valuing himself in the $17 million range, like that's probably too, right. too, too big of a bridge to get. But if he's valuing himself at 14, $15 million, can you bridge that gap? I wonder. I think the one thing I would say from, and I understand, again, I understand both sides. I think, Part of me says like we're in these situations. Sometimes you got to bet on yourself and you got to just kind of like trust that, you know, when you get to that negotiating table, you're going to give that other side reason to do it. Um, but I wonder, you know, my fear for, for Grant is you overplay your hand a little bit and now you're sitting there next year and the only qualifying, you know, only thing above a qualifying offer you got is either something under the, the mid-level, like call Kyle Anderson and ask what right? kind of money you're going to get as a versatile power forward or it is north of the mid-level, but okay, you're going to go make $14 million to play in Indiana. How are you feeling about that? And I just think, you know, both sides need to, 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 to sort of understand that. And the other thing for me is like just the idea of playing with a clear mind. And here I go full Brad Stevens. Um, <laughs> you know, it's hard when these things linger over because you're always thinking about them. And all of a sudden you get in a slump and you're thinking about it. I think there is a great value in sort of uh, – clearing your head before season and all that. And Hey, like, look, it's not the worst thing. There's been plenty of guys, even in the Danny Ainge era, everyone said like no one signs extensions in the Danny Ainge era, but uh, there were offers out there that, that probably should have got to the finish line and were really, really more close than anybody could know to get into the finish line and guys bet on themselves. And then the next year they signed at either a little bit more money or like whatever. But sometimes I wonder if it's worth the quibble to uh to get there so I'm, I'm fascinated to see what happens i i i, I again I, I i err on the side of nothing but um you know it's a it's a fascinating situation to to kind of watch it is because it's a it's a fun staring contest because you look at grant's side and he's looking at this other thing like listen like they're screwed if they lose me like in the future like they have no way to replace me and i know that and they know that so i'm not gonna mm-hmm. like let them off the hook here but Fair. The Celtic side is what you just laid out as being yeah. like, okay, Grant. Okay, go. Yeah, let's go find some teams that are gonna, you know, sign you an offer sheet for above the mid-level exception. It it just doesn't happen much. Yeah. Certainly not for his type of players. Like, yeah, Kelvin Johnson got 18 or 20 million dollars per year. Guess what? Like, you're not Kelvin Johnson. And you're mm-hmm. like, and you're never gonna have the the type of upside 
offensively that he presents. Um, what is grand ceiling? I don't mean to turn this into the grand podcast. Yeah, but like, it's, that's always it's, it's a good discussion. Like, I don't know. I'm a little bit more excited about a ceiling now after this preseason. I don't like to buy yeah. too much, but it's like some of those dribble drives. I'm like, okay, this is like a dimension. Can I tell you what, like, the two most common questions I've gotten this offseason are? You'll guess one easily. Like, <laughs> the first question is, what happened with Ime? Right. And then after, <laughs> I, after, after, after I Euro-step that one and lay, and, into the layup, uh, people go, do you see that Grant Hezzy the yeah. other night? Like, you know, and, and so that's good. That's that's great that it, in, a, in what was essentially a shortened offseason, that Grant was able to add to his toolbox. And I think that's important for young players, and that's huge for him going into what amounts to a contract year. Uh, I just wonder, you know, once they're healthy, there's a lot of depth here and it's going to be hard to sort of prove yourself. And so he's got these first few months could be really vital for Grant in terms of establishing himself. And yet, I don't know outside of more consistency in the playoffs, what he's going to show us. Like, look, all all that stuff is great, but I think your ultimate value is what can you do when when it matters most? And uh, like, because I know Grant Williams is a NBA rotation player and I just don't know if he is a super high level role player off the bench or if he is the Al Horford eventual secession plan if he develops his game that much and so you know like again these are this is the I mean I don't know if the average NBA fan nerds out over this stuff as much as I do but like these are the fun little like game within the game that 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 I that I enjoy because like you know the the money and like how you put together a team and and how you build it out and how you make people feel comfortable and so uh, I just hope that if it doesn't get done that both sides again don't don't have to like stress too much about it into the future. Yeah, because that is, I think, a kind of an underrated part of of last season was the fact that all these guys were on long term mm-hmm. deals, and I think that given all the the struggles at the start of the season, that probably made it a little bit easier for them to run a, you know the buy in and get on the same page. And you know, Grant, to his credit, I mean, I don't, he's not the type of guy I think would would fall prey to that. True, of like this year but at the same time like you said if you if he goes 0 for 24 again from three mm-hmm. to start of the year like he's had some really good seasons shooting for three and they may be outliers we don't know yet like this is we're gonna find that out from a sample size standpoint and i don't know it's like for for all his upside could be the bottom like he's still like six foot five yeah and so like that that might it's hard all of a sudden, it's really i, I do think that. i i think the other thing the celtics should value from their perspective is that he is incredibly liked by this group and yeah. even the other night that the shamrock foundation gala they gave him the community award and the whole video was like though was like players roasting him and you know that <laughs> and he actually came up there and was laughing about it and then they gave him a personalized katan board with the celtics colors and like you know there i think there's a lot of support for grant in house you've seen the way jason gravitates towards him the way that like he lightens the mood and so i just hope again that's why i keep hoping that both sides sort of see the benefit in each other and if your goal is truly to just win a title can they get to that middle ground and eliminate one other potential distraction and so i'll be fascinated to see if they get there absolutely all right i'm going to give i'm going to throw some this is going to be a, a season preview type theme for the rest of the way here and i think grant you hit one of them that was gonna be a question there the extension stuff and just his role in the i should i should have known you'd have it in there no, but just, wait, I, no, it's out right. of my mind it's organic though this is way yeah. this is like we how we get out of the way here so I'm going to throw you some players, some numbers, some possibilities just to, okay. to, to digest here. And I'm going to do that in a second after we hear from our sponsor, Bet Online. Since football is back and BetOnline is, remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season, you can find the latest fo- 
NFL odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And it's your best source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. So you can find the easiest easiest way to bet on all your favorite teams there, and as well as other sporting events, MLB playoffs, this NBA season, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head on over to BetOnline.ig to join. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CONS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we started with Grant. I want to stick bigs here. I'm going to go Al Horford, and I want to make this an over-under. Okay. Al Horford. Under. (laughs) (laughs) My thought here is like, how high can I make the uh, game total here go interesting? Um, Well, I'll put it to you this way. What's the most more interesting number for you? Would it be games played or minutes played? I would say minutes because what what, was it, 2,400 last year? Yeah. Including playoffs. So, and that felt exorbitant, right? Like, right. And, so, and I also thought, it, I thought it was weird. And I, I keep, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like, again, hijacking. But um, I thought it was weird that on media day, he'd like shot down the idea of not playing back-to-backs. Like, of, 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 of not sitting out, I'm sorry, not sitting out back-to-backs. Like, why wouldn't, the Celtics have to rest him. You know, he's 36, he's going to play 37 guy. in Prideful June. guy. It's like, hey. I, no, and I, I, I 100%, I get it. And honestly, like, too, you think about it, it's contract year for Al. Like, if he wants... Two more years of just being, he's not going to make $26 million, but he's going to make something, you know? And I, I totally get the prideful part of it, and you should want to be out there every night. And, and look, if all he's saying is, you know, start of the year, we don't got Rob, I need to be out there, and you want to throttle down. If you get the midseason, you're like, all right, Rob's back. You know, these younger bigs have had a chance to grow. Now I'm going to sit out the second night of back-to-backs. That's great. But there's four back-to-backs, I think, in the first three weeks or four weeks or whatever. Um, yeah, I really don't want to see them putting them out there. I, I would I would hope whatever you want to throw out there, games played, minutes, I, I hope it's under. I would like – I got to think he's got to be under 2,000 minutes this year. And maybe that does create more opportunity for Grant to bring in full circle from the first part of this conversation. But, yeah, I, I, 24 just – and I don't even think he dipped that much in the finals, but I think they all were, like, on empty at the end of that thing. Sure. And with, with someone like Al, you need you need him on, on, on at least, you know, a quarter tank in the finals. To his credit, he was the one of the only guys that showed up in game six. Yeah. Um, and like he had obviously his minute moments in that series. But like you said, he was the, the fact that there are guys that are more empty than him in that postseason was is was alarming. Kind of crazy. Like, kind of crazy. But I guess it's true to him. But now now he's not coming off of a 30 game season with, uh, you know, half a year off in Oklahoma City. Now he's coming off of a an absolute grind. And so I'm with you. Like you can say all you want about the back to backs. And the good news for the Celtics too, opening the season. The back-to-backs were like Orlando, New York. Detroit. Yeah, like, that's true. You can get away with all those. So mm-hmm. my, so over under for minutes, twenty six. Can they get under twenty six per game for him? Is it? Can they get away with that and still win enough games? Is my question. And so I think everybody's going to be not not like artificially inflated, but like they're going to have to play bigger minutes at the start of the year. And you just right. use the fact that okay, they're coming off three months off. They want to show good. They know how important it is for them to start. So I do think that number is probably the over until maybe Christmas. And then hopefully, you know, where you stand in the landscape. Hopefully you're starting to think about trade deadline moves that might add some depth at that position or, you know, somewhere on your roster. And then you, you kind of throttle down. I think by the end of the year, I would be surprised if that number hits the over. I think they, and they just think it's gotta be, it's, I would, you know, it's so weird to say, because 26 doesn't sound like a lot. And, but it's for Al, it's probably going to be 25. So, you know, 10 at the start of, each half and then the last five like right. if, if you need it you or just know. like even six at the start of each half and then just yeah kind of break it up that like really I feel like, I feel like 
I, I got to go back and look at the preseason game. I felt like he played some longer, longer stints, and maybe that's just like the whole, you know, once he's warmed up, keep him out or whatever. But um, yeah, like even if just like you said, if he goes six and five, you know, twenty-two minutes, and and you know, there's got to be a way to to keep that number reasonable without like overtaxing him. All right, we we'll go from there. I think a pretty big unanswered question is Thursday, like who, who's the actual backup center here? Like what is going, Ooh. we have, we have a lot of options going on. I know it can change, but you look at who's it going to be, who's going to be the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, is that going to change night tonight? Like, I feel like they're, they're, they're going to have a lot of depth there. They're going to keep Vonley, understandably. So he's done enough right. this preseason to bring that spot. You need him anyway, because just with the numbers, um, Kevin Kelly obviously may work himself, at least have a chance to like have minutes yeah. on nights that I was off, but like, when all is said and done here, who's actually going to be, you know, rise to the surface and be playing in the, in the nine or 10 minute rotation off the bench. So I think we've said it all year. Like they really like Cornette. I hope he's healthy enough to not like sort of falter his performance at the start of the year. Cause there'll be a lot of overreaction. They're like, Oh, see, I told you mm. Luke Cornette can't play, but if he's hobbling around, like, I don't know how much you can, you can gauge from that. Um, you know, my, I guess when you were reading the question as if it's going to just be the theme of the day, like I, my mind went to grant and like we even heard like someone asked Jason earlier this 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 offseason and they said something like, uh, are you OK with playing the four? You know, what about the five? And he and he said, no, yeah, that's fine. I can, I'm, I'm going to I'm there like the second tallest dude on the court uh, on this team. So I'm going to be I'm going to be the biggest guy for us in, in certain lineups. And, but like Grant can guard the fives and, you know, like as if, OK, I'll be out there. I'll be the center of sorts. But. Um, and I just think that's the way it's going to be. You're going to see small ball lineups with Grant. I think you'll see small ball lineups with Malcolm. And they're just going to have to to figure it out. And can you stay small and not get punished on the glass or defensively? Can you get away with having, you know, Marcus Smart, we know he's going to switch on to Embiid like 10 times on opening night and be, and we're going to hear all the stretch six jokes and it's going to be, you know, but that might just be the way it is. Like you're just kind of cobbling it together along the way, because I don't think no matter how good, or, or how much you need them. I don't think Cornette and Cabin Jelly and, um, you know, Von Lee. Von Lee and all that, like are, are going to play like excessive minutes. They're just sort of there to bridge the gaps that you can't. And that's why I think they felt comfortable all along that they can get by. And then Blake, you know, Blake is essentially one of your backup fives, right? Because especially at the start of the year, you're just going to throw him out there and you're going to see if you can get away with it defensively. And as long as he's taking charges and moving the ball offensively, maybe that's enough to, to get you through. Yeah. I mean, Blake is the clear wild card on that front. And I agree. Like the going small, like that's the strength of their team right now in terms of the personnel. So that'll be an easy choice to make against teams that, you know, are happy to go small with you anyway, because, mm-hmm. but the, the, the intriguing thing for me is like against, against Philly, for instance, on opening night, it's like, okay, are you, are you putting grant on MB mm. and like praying for that? Or are you saying, okay, who can we, can Cornette give us five minutes? Can, can Von if Ennis Freedom can give can as, like right. as as a guy who enjoyed the Ennis Freedom era and like <laughs> it, it's been interesting to watch in the post script, but like he could go out there and and, and at least hold up and, and joust. Like I'm not saying they were great minutes, but at least you had somebody who you felt like could go give a little hand to hand combat bat with him. And so uh, like I think Luke is big enough to to handle it. Like I don't think it's going to be pretty at all times, and I think he's going to have moments where you're like, oh. Who is out there? Who's your who, what? What backup big? What starting big in the league fares well in those situations? So right. I think you just have to live with it sometimes. 
uh, and hope that the, the talent at the other positions on the court uh, sort of mask your deficiency of that one. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've, they turned down an option at a lot of other bigs, you know, beyond, I like beyond yeah. in terms of bigger guys, like even someone like Carol, I heard they could have, you know, you could have had it even mm-hmm. a stab at him, but they said, oh, we like Luke Cornette. We, Avi Vonley was more of a flyer, but he looks like he can provide the more of the, if you need the rebounding guy, him or yep. Kevin Gilly will be that. And I'm, I'm fascinated to see because, if this rest plan for Al Horford comes to be like those guys are going to have to play and we'll see if they're up to the, the task. And look, if it's a huge deal, like at Christmas, you start scouring the market. You know, right. one of the things Brad said over the off season was that ownership has given him the green light to spend. If the big position turns out to be as much of a problem as we, as probably like all of us have collectively made it. Whereas like, you know, where, uh, a, a, an 11 and a half on the panic meter outside the Celtics organization. And for whatever reason, internally, it seems like it's a three and, you know, but if they get into the season, and just realize it's a bigger deal than we think, then they'll, they'll make a move. And then, you know, they, there's, it's hard to make trades based on what they've got, but not impossible. Let's take a quick break here to hear from our sponsored LinkedIn town solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be a hundred percent, certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free i've been on linkedin myself for years i know it's led to a few opportunities through connections i've made on there in my writing career and so it's definitely a place you want to be on to find a new work opportunities or to hire someone for your small business it's incredibly easy to create a free job post on linkedin jobs you just post about who you're looking for, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're you're hiring on there. There are simple tools you can use like screen questions that make it really easy to focus on the candidates that might have the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview for position and make that hire. It's time to finish the year strong, only a couple months left in the year and finding that right team member can help your business get over to the top. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So here's the deal. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash winning. That's linkedin.com slash winning to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And now back to the show. All right. That brings us to the next one. Ooh. Celtics trade January 15th before after. Interesting. Uh, it feels like in recent years, they've loved to get their work done early. And yet, like, uh, they obviously went all the way down to the wire with with Derek White. Um, I think they'll know beforehand that I think they have learned the value of getting someone in-house early as possible to get them the reps. Like, if it's someone that legitimately you're going to have to lean on down the stretch, and whether that's to patch the big man position, whether that's an injury that comes up, then I say under, so like earlier than January 15th. Um, otherwise, if it gets past it, you know, I don't know. I think and then it, it more comes an issue of other guys that aren't playing that you're just trying to move. Are there goals to satisfy, like looking into the future? Is it just tax related? Um, I can see those sort of deals going a little bit deeper. But I think if it's going to be a legitimate move, I'm going to say right around right before january 5th is that, that that's the day everyone can be traded right so that, that's that, one of, that's, so december 15th is free agents and then january 15th is another day right. another checkpoint day where more so as long as it's traded. not as long as it doesn't involve anybody that needs to hit that checkpoint i think it's before 
I'm I'm disagreeing with you on this. I'm going after because I'm I don't think we see Rob until like early January. And Fair. I think they want I think they'll want to gauge that. And I agree with that. If you do want to get guys in the door, if that's gonna be someone who's gonna be in your playoff rotation, and I would imagine teams that want to tank this year will want to be, you know, getting rid of right. good players sooner rather than later. So I could see it having four fifteenth, but I wonder and this will lead to a, a follow-up question on the trade stuff right now for you is where do you, what's your bet on where, if you're going to have one Ooh. real swing at a rotation player, where do you go for, do you go for yeah. a wing or do you go for a big? I mean, didn't we, didn't we see in the playoffs, they really needed one more wing. And, you know, I, I just hate this. I, I keep going back to it. It just felt like the Warriors had one more wing and you just didn't, you didn't like, who are you leaning on? You couldn't count on anybody on that bench, and you'll be a little bit more assured this year with what you've got. You don't and like, like what you see from Justin Jackson? Come on. <laughs> he did have that one half, man. Like, all of a what sudden, a turnaround for him, though, by the way. Uh, unbelievable. Like, after the worst he, half ever. <laughs> he went from, like, people thinking he was going to get waived at halftime to people, like, wondering if they maybe should lock him up for three years just to be safe. <laughs> and so uh, I do love the polarizing swings. Yeah, I, 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 honestly, like – for, and, and this is just based on like how weirdly assured they seem at the center position. It makes no sense from the outside. And yet their confidence that they exude about being able to get by with what they've got suggests to me that they want to leave the flexibility to pursue all positions. And that wing by that point, if nothing more than to save some gas for Jason and Jalen could be a bigger need than, than the big. And yet like, Every indication is we'll probably be talking about every big man for the next four months. So, we go, you know, uh, I guess it also comes down to like who's available. I actually had a great someone in the mailbag said like who what big man can they go get from a, a tanking team? And I'm like, that's actually a really good question because, OK, you know, pick every team that's going to be in the Wemby sweepstakes and go through like San Antonio, Pirtle. And you can start thinking about Oklahoma City and, you know, like which team or Utah like so. I think you did that. You did the exercise, right? Utah has nobody they can really trade for, at least right now. Oh, they got the clinic, though. They can get the, get the oh, clinic. Oh, I didn't think about that. That's changed in post site, right? Yeah. Um, what's he making this year? He's making like 11. They could get there. I don't think, but I don't think that's a guy like, that's not someone because it's like, is he going to play in the playoffs? Like, probably not. Like, let's like, not. No. not and you don't want to make it. You're not making a move to just get somebody who gets you to the finish line this right. year. You want so, someone who can play in your like top eight or top nine if you're going to yeah. make that kind of a move. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm, sometimes I'm, it almost feels like I'm just trying to say something to be different, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say wing is the bigger priority come that point of the year. I agree with you. It should be, All right. I, I, but I don't know, but I, but I yeah, wonder, again, if, if Rob is a question mark, if he comes mm-hmm. back and it's like, he's not, Rob he ain't going to be a question mark. I mean, not, I don't question what he can do. I question I whether he can stay healthy and that's, you, well is malcolm brogdon staying healthy well that's i mean that's that's true that's a pretty if, if so, he goes down things could that's go. the thing and that's why i think we we can say like they have good depth in the backcourt right now but you're one injury away from being like oh you know like now Peyton right. pritchard's playing a ton of minutes now you don't have the versatility to go small because brogdon can play up and so i i think there's just it's all connected more than anything we just got to see it right like real games with real rotations will tell us a whole lot more than what i can engage off of uh all these games against the Charlotte Hornets. Is there a question in there about Gordon, Gordon Hayward's haircut? Oh, or like his next trade, but no, not that we can, we can bring that up to the service right now. Did, I, did I, you see it? Can, can we just, someone posted that today. Someone posted that on Twitter. I, yeah. I got the good look at it. Um, I, I text, I'm just going to say, I texted my barber. I was like, is this a trend <laughs> that I need to be aware of? 
And he said, no. And so, um, didn't you share barber of Gordon Hayward, by the way, That's back in the day we did back in the day we did when he was, when he was in Boston, the first barber I went to, yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was involved in the, in the, uh, my, 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 my new barber, who was just a little bit closer to home. Uh, although I still consider like everyone part of my barber family because they all, uh, they've all, they've all helped along the way. Uh, it, this one is just a matter of, uh, uh, my, my guy, Nick is, is, uh, super convenient now, although he's turning into a rock star too. He's like, he's on jet planes and stuff like that. So, okay. uh, yeah, uh, I would say, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I hope, I hope there was just a, I hope like his kids said, we'll cut your hair this time. And they, <laughs> and some, and something happened because uh, unless he's growing a mullet, I'm not, I'm not sure what's happening there. It's, I know that wasn't one of your questions, but no, I'm just I mean, having, it's I, important. Like the, uh, it, that's, that's a train me out of Charlotte haircut. I, I think <laughs> there's going to be a lot of those haircuts this year. Can you think now too of like the the sliding doors like Hayward? Oh my gosh! Situation? Like if he was still here, like how how would that be at this point? Given his, I mean, obviously you never know if injury stuff, but like it is fascinating to kind of, kind of think about like what what how would everything have changed? And you don't have Al probably in that instance. You, I mean, is he just injured last year or two years? I mean, yeah, just it like, really is crazy. I mean, the whole, and like then you throw Terry into that mix, and what if Terry? It's I don't know. It, yeah, we could we could go down a whole wormhole. We'll save that for for an off week. Yeah, no, that would, my hair would look similar to Gordon Hayward's if we started <laughs> trying to trying to unravel that that shoelace knot. All right, <laughs> let's go to another story, and I'll just bring up Jalen here because I think his he's looked really good this preseason. Mm-hmm. um all counts locked in the uh what what percentage odds would you give him of entering like the all nba conversation and opening the door to the the uh the supermax sure um, possibility like is that is that realistic for him at this stage of his career given the the talent around the league right now um, i think it I think it's tougher now that like, you know, Kawhi's healthy and stuff like that. I think it, it gums up that his, his essential position. Although he does have a little bit of, he's always like, doesn't he show up on the all-star ballot as a guard? And, right. I think he'll you know, have a little flexibility there for. for so, that. you know, it, that's a great question. Cause now I need to go back and look. Cause like last year in the whole Embiid thing with the forward in the center thing, like, does that happen again? Does like, you know, does Embiid take a forward spot and then you're slotting Paul George or Kawhi down to a guard and like that could factor into whether Jalen's in the mix more than he, than he isn't. But I'll say this, if the Celtics win and they're as good as we expect them to be, both Jalen and Jason are in that conversation. I fully expect Jason will be first team all NBA this year. And, you know, again, based on like the crazy position stuff, um, but you know, like it gets difficult. It gets hard once you start thinking if if is LeBron on there? Are the Lakers more respectable than they were last year? Where is he slotting? You know what? Like what is just the landscape of the NBA? And like who's healthy? Who uh, who plays enough games to make it? But like watching Jalen coming back and being sort of same Finals first quarter awesome Jalen. Uh, yeah, I'm really bullish on like Jalen's sort of he wants it this year. And um, I think that's a huge part of of like why people can be pretty bullish on the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I know I didn't really answer your question. Like, so like just yeah, so that we percent. So when, when when we when we rewind the tape and everyone holds us to these these and says, "God damn, you were wrong on everything." Um, <laughs> I'll say if I had to, like if I had to bet, I'll say I am uh, just to keep with the fifty one forty nine of Grant's extension. Like I'd say. 51% certain he probably does not get all NBA just because of the log jam. Yeah. But 
Like there's a really good chance that if people get hurt or if he just has a really good year, he does get it. Yeah, I think I'm going to put it. I'm less um, high on his chances just for, because of the log jam and just the, I just think the like the assist turnover situation for him is always going to make sure. it like tough for him to get the, but at the same time with, if they play smaller and mm-hmm. you know, he's going to get out, he's going to have a lot more spacing and room this year with the, the shooting around of this. If Hauser's shooting translates and Brogdon out there, it's like, Oh crap. Like Brown could really just like yeah. tear it up if against uh, the right opponents here. So I'll say 20%. I okay. think that's all I'm, I'm I think that's fair. Like again, yeah. if you're if you're if you're judging it based on the landscape of the league, it's it gets a lot more difficult to factor into it. Like there's 15 spots, but he's really only eligible for, you know, because you know point guards and centers, like you're talking about uh now you're down to like 10 spots or whatever that you're 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 kind of jockeying over or eight or whatever you want to call it. Six really if you're just talking about forwards. And you know, if Kawhi's good, although I wonder how many games Kawhi's gonna play. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch of wild cards in that, but um yeah, it, it it's definitely put it this way. I don't think we would have been having this. Is Jalen going to make all NBA conversation last year? And as good as he was, and now it's like a legitimate topic. Hundred percent. And he's already he's already talking himself into preseason games where the rest of the regulars are off. So you wonder yeah. how high his minutes will be this year. But the the injury situation for him does have to be something to to keep tabs on too, just based on his history there. All right, we got a few minutes left. Left. Let's go rapid fire here. All right. We need to hit. You know, I don't do rapid fire, but I'll, I'll try. Sam Hauser, 37% from three, over, under. Over. It's got to be over. He's going to have so many open looks. If he's under 37, he's, he'll, he'll be in Maine, like Ooh. getting reps. Yeah, right. Yeah, because like, like, you got you got to be better. All right. Malcolm Brogdon. Well, you got to answer. Oh, I'm going under. I'm going to say 36, which is, but it'll still be like, it'll be a good 36. Wow. I don't okay. know. Like, I, I guess. I guess 36 Slander. is more. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll say, I'll say draw, 37. All right, all right. Um, Malcolm oh, wow. Brogdon, minutes per game, 20, 28. Ooh, same deal. Like, by the end of the year, probably in line with where I'm thinking. And especially because, like, but even at the start of year, you don't want to overtax him and, and get hurt. I'm, gonna, I'm going to say, though, I think just based on personnel right now and the heightened role he'll probably play at the start of the year, I will say over. Plus he I'm wants going, to play. I'm, he wants to play. I'm going under. I want to protect him. Like that guy is injury prone. You have all these extra guards. Get Peyton Pritchard six minutes each half. Keep him. Which, which would be actually be the prudent play. Like they should have given Sam Hauser minutes last year. And so right. I'm all for like stretching that well, rotation a little bit. I was texting with someone the other day. and was like, why wasn't Sam Hauser giving a shot at something? Like after like the second preseason game, you're just like, and I know he may run fake guys and that worked for a while, but then. Yeah, and it wasn't working. It. it was like, it's it, like, I mean, look, it, it took it took Pritchard until Schroeder got booted to, to like get in there. So I, I think they were hopeful, and I think well, you know, there was in house desire for I think Aaron Neesmith to get minutes, and that complicated things. So it just took a while for that to, to to find a way to get. But I do hope. I think Missoula will be more open to to finding some ways, and I'm guilty of that Neesmith hype too. So blame that i'm blame that i'm my over over Um, i scramble those hype trains did you i i saw a romeo langford video i did not even watch i heard he had had one block i can't watch it (laughs) you did the same thing as me i was like nope i've lived this can't do it sorry it was it was two and a half minutes against utah the preseason (laughs) i was it was unbelievable it was like look at this look at this he followed the ball there but then he got it back and then he finished and i was like okay (laughs) 
I will say this, like guys like him and Neesmith are going to play a lot and there's going to be they nights will. where you look up and they're going to have good nights and you're going to be like, damn, did, did they give up? But I mean, I think we, we had a large enough sample with, with both guys to know that at least in, in the case of Neesmith, he was never going to get the minutes here. And with Romeo, it just, just didn't have the motor. And uh, you know, they got to find a way to, to get him cranked up more when he's out there. Cause he has the ability, all the ability. Is Payne Pritchard going to be on the Celtics at the end of the year? Oh man. I think it's going to be easy. Uh, I would say yes, because I think there's a lot of support for Peyton and there's an understanding that it's just tough. And if nothing else, I mean, Blake Griffin loves him. Like they're playing beer pong together. They're like, he's always <laughs> got his arm around him. So uh, I would say, I think they are all rooting for Peyton. And uh, I think as long as he understands and doesn't get frustrated that there's times this year that he won't have minutes uh, that he's on the roster. Make sure if you didn't check it out already, Forsberg has a great one-on-one with Blake where he goes into his beer pong. Um, What's funny is that interview was, was, was his, uh, that, that interview was like 15 minutes long and six of it was golf. And I had to edit out all the golf. <laughs> I, stuff. Know, I was wondering, I was like, we should do yeah. a separate one. Just do like, yeah, that should have. Yeah. Maybe golf. Can, it could be yeah. a weekly. Uh, he, he was really good. He was really good on it. And I, I kept the Tatum stuff, but um, yeah, we, the uh, live tour. at one point I, I, I looked up and I said, you probably don't want to hear me talking about golf anymore. <laughs> and he was like, and he didn't say no. <laughs> so we just kind of moved on organically from there. But good connections. Good vibe through you, YouTube you. out of the gate here. <laughs> All right. I'll wrap up here. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. The big question. Give me, give me, no, no big. We're not, we, we'll, we'll, I'll let you save your, your records and your, your rankings. We'll, we'll save that for nice. uh, your, for NBC. Uh, nothing. Do you have, do you have a hot take on, on Joe Mazula to start the year? Um, I, I don't know if I have a hot take. I, I think a lukewarm he, take. I, I have a lukewarm take. My lukewarm take is people keep asking me. That's probably the third most popular question after email. I can't give you any information. <laughs> and then like, is Grant going to be awesome with the Hezzy? And uh, then it's, so what about this new guy? And I say the same thing. I say he's been thrown into a tough situation, uh, but typically in the NBA talent wins out and that, he comes from what I would call like the school of Brad in terms of like demeanor and like how I think he'll, how, how, how I think he'll coach. Like, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I just like, that's just the sense I get. Like he, in the playoffs, it was weird. He was very excitable. He would be jumping off the bench to like run defensive sets. But I think when you're in that big chair, there's just a different sort of poise you have to have and a, a way you carry yourself. And I think having Brad there as a sounding board will further help. Bring. I want the emotion. I want the, the stone I face do too, but after the the miss. I, you know, I don't know, and but maybe that just happens through time. Like he gets back to being sort of like yeah. what we know. He's like everyone says he's got that that sort of fiery personality behind the scenes, and um. So I, I, I you know, I, but I think in that first year he'll be just sort of. It sounds so. Dead. I don't. I don't want to like come off as I'm like I'm saying he he can't like. But I do think there's just this idea of at the start of the year, you keep your head above water and like, just, you know, like not stay out of your own way. Like let this work because the, the talent's there and, and put your stamp on it and, and find your role. Like people so quickly forget Ime was not good at the start of last oh. year. Like there was a lot of questions about like, what is this guy doing? And he eventually got it. And like, eventually he found his voice. And then you, you know, the flip side of that is everyone says to me, oh, coach, it's not that big of a deal. No, this team took on his personality by the end of the year. And that was huge to get them getting where they did. And so it is a loss in terms of like what what they what, how much impact he could have last year. Missoula is very good. He 
probably didn't expect to be thrown into this role, but he will figure it out. And um, my lukewarm take is that as long as the players are good and do what they do, uh, we we probably won't focus too much on the coach, even though it's like an obvious storyline. This is my lukewarm. We got a hot take. We got. I, I, mean, a- I would not be shocked if Missoula is a better in-game coach than Ime. I would I mean, not be shocked. Would not be shocked. And look, right. And and but he, but he can't. He might not push them the same way. But he right. can push the buttons it's, in a better exactly. way. Exactly. And so that's okay. why it's a it's a whole different. Like there's a lot of stuff beyond in-game stuff when you're dealing with an NBA team. And so those are the those are the unanswered questions. But I like from it. A, a tactical standpoint. That that's that's what I'm throwing out there. All right, Forsberg, you're off the clock. This was a good pod. This was good. This was good. This roared fast. Um, make sure you're checking out all this stuff. NBC Sports Policy has had a lot of great exclusive interviews from media. We're days. back, baby. COVID's gone. COVID's gone. Chris can talk to us. He's, I'm going to see him at the garden. I mean, He's crazy. It it's I don't even great. know what I'm going to do. I don't so. remember where to park. <laughs> all right. So make sure you're checking him, him out on the airwaves, on the Southern Stock Pod, um, after games, all year long. He'll be around and regular here too on the winning play spot rate review subscribe and we'll be back with you guys for next week